Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We're back, man. Episode 248. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Right into it. All right. California. Uh, California has a flavored tobacco ban, and let's go into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, ending the sale of flavored tobacco products. Okay. Um, the tobacco industry has a long history of targeting kids with flavored products, and the evidence is clear that the flavors play a key role in youth invitation or youth initiation. <laughs> And discontinued use of tobacco uh, tobacco products, flavors improve uh, the la- the taste and mask the harshness of the tobacco products, making it easier for kids to try these products and ultimately become addicted. All right, the youth e-cigarette epidemic. Flavored products, especially Juul, have fueled the youth e-cigarette epidemic, um, which is addicting a generation of kids and threatens to reverse the decades long pro- progress our nation has made to reduce youth tobacco use. I mean, dog, we haven't made any real strides. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Yeah, I, I don't even this ain't even news. Right, and here's another thing here. Uh menthol cigarettes target youth, African Americans. There's also more than enough evidence to end the sale of menthol cigarettes. Menthol cools and numbs the throat and reduces the harshness of tobacco smoke, making menthol cigarettes more appealing to kids who are starting to smoke. Over half the youth smokers use menthol cigarettes, a, a comprehensive FDA scientific analysis issued Come in on, 2013. God. Man, if you smoke cigarettes, you just smoke them. I don't think they target yeah, that's black not. people. And you also already smoked it. I, I never knew that. I never knew the menthols was cooling my throat because nah. you know why? Because I ain't never smoked a cigarette. I ain't never smoked it. I hate that vi- that victim that victim mentality. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you smoke cigarettes, you just smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Nobody is putting cigarettes in black people's mouths like, you fucking take that cigarette, you black bastard. Yeah. I yeah. don't like that black black statistic. Nah. nah yeah, like, like we feel bad for the blacks, so let's add them in for like, stop, yeah. stop throwing us in that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know a bunch of black people that smoke Newports. You know what I call Newports? Upside down Nike sign. <laughs> That's the literally that that sign. Yeah. It's Nike, bro, but it's mm-hmm. flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. So a it's swoosh. like a it's like a branded cigarette. Mm-hmm. Crazy man. Yeah, the Nike cigs. Yeah, but you I mean, think that's how they were selling cigarettes at first. Mm, what do you mean? Like nigga, you might got Jordans, but nigga, I got Nike cigarettes. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. You ain't going to jump higher. That's what goddamn <laughs> yeah. Here it says here, too. In the 1950s, less than 10% of black smokers used menthol cigarettes. Today, about 85% of black smokers smoke menthols. Today, tobacco uh, remains. I think that's by choice, though. I think they're like, nigga, this shit's smooth. It's just like n- niggas drink Hennessy. It's not, right. They're not drinking Hennessy because it's better for you or no. it feels better going down than the other. It's just no. a cultural thing. This is a cultural thing. Yeah. And, and, and Newport's. Have been very popular in the black community, they pro- and they cheap too. Because my yeah. dad just posted a thing on Facebook. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it didn't make no sense, but I think what he was trying to say is they got cigarettes in Texas that's a little bit cheaper. So mm. if y'all want some in California, hit me up and I can send you a box. I don't think he want to market uh, selling cigarettes <laughs> that's illegally. What he was come on, big, come on, come on, Keith Senior. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'll say this: this is like what. This is common knowledge. Like back in the day, we had Joe Camel, right? Mm-hmm. And Joe Camel was basically a cartoon camel. And and huh? I had hit the mic. Oh, so oh. My bad. um, yeah. But Joe Camel, if anybody's old enough to remember, Joe Camel was like a smooth dude. He always had a fucking tuxedo on, or yeah. he was like he had a basketball and he was playing a sport. Like he was just the coolest motherfucker ever. Some people, but not me, would say he looked like like Jay Z a little bit. Oh yeah, he definitely looked favorite Jay. Just like yo, that was me. I was smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgive me, folks. I was smoking. 
<laughs> yeah, forgive me, folks. I'm I'm definitely under the weather, but we gonna we gonna keep this thing going. Too many menthols. Yeah, you, you, we got to get it going, man. I'm I definitely got some type of cold or something, but mm-hmm. we gotta come, man. Like I won't I'm get coming. off topic, huh? I'm coming. I'm finna bust. Nah, <laughs> I tell people, man. Um, you really shouldn't be taking breaks until you make it. Everyone's different. But for me, I feel like we're making strides and we're starting to get more notoriety as of late. For and, sure. and it came from fucking five years of work. In April, it'll be five, five years. Five years, yeah. It'll be five years in April. And we've been releasing every week since then. Yeah. So it's like we haven't made any excuses. We just want to do this because this is ultimately what we're going to be doing for money. And we plan mm-hmm. on making a lot of fucking money doing this shit. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with your support and your and you telling the word of mouth, we're going to get this shit cracking for show for show. Yeah. All right. Um yeah, but these hit six- the tie hit the tie uh bucket too, you know, the ATM pod cash app. Oh yeah, the cash app. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it to be in a I don't know if we still have it in the link, do we? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still yeah. in there, yeah. Yeah, if you would like to make a donation, we not on here begging niggas for donations like, "Hey man, please give us but if you give us a, no, a donation to yeah. ATM Pod, we greatly appreciate it." Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you feel, right? If you feel we've earned a donation, do it. Mm-hmm. But I I'm not the type of dude to be like, "Hey man, drop a donation." Nah, bro. I know people got bills. They got real life shit going on. <clears throat> so whatever y'all give, we appreciate it because we understand the true landscape of America. Yeah, and how it's t- a holiday season too. Yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. motherfuckers tapped out. So we not be like, mm-hmm. man, y'all ain't gave us a donation in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, we not doing that. Mm-hmm. Matter and f- shout out to the people that have donated. Hundred percent. What we gonna do is y'all give a donation. We gonna we gonna put y'all. We gonna say y'all name on here. Mm-hmm. And you know, tell you thank you. We want to send you some merch too. One hundred percent. We got this hat that I have on is a part of the merch line. Mm-hmm. You know, these are some good fucking hats. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, this is well known, man. This this whole targeting thing. Joe Camel to me was the original um, guy that was driving people to smoke because he was so cool. Mm-hmm. You seen Camel outside of every store, and I remember seeing it in the early nineties, even in the eighties. And I always wonder, who is this motherfucker? Why is he so cool? Mm-hmm. And he always had a cigarette in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't me, but I remember a lot of kids who were my age, and they used to get those toy cigarettes. Remember? Mm-hmm. The toy cigarettes that had powder and like, you would smoke cool. it. Huh? They were really cool. Yeah, if you smoked them. Mm-hmm. Like it was cold almost. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, that's just the prequel to cigarettes. Yeah. The people, I guarantee you, if you trace back all the, you know, everything to that candy cigarette... It's probably a big tobacco company that mm-hmm. did that came out with that candy. Yeah, that's it's it's crazy. I think I think that um, the this is like pointless. Like yeah. I, I don't even know why this is news. Yeah. I don't know why they even passed like a slight version of it. Like they think they 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 think that they're going to save kids because of removing the flavors. But like we were saying before, like you gotta smoke cigarettes to even taste the flavor. Like so, you already, you already ninety percent to addiction by taking the first puff, and that's when you experience the flavors. I don't think that kids are, um, you know, just sitting around or watching commercials or scrolling through, you know, social media and seeing ads for like flavored tobacco, and they're like, yeah. mm, oh my gosh, you know, you just already had the desire to, to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, there was a um, uh, even brand idiot. Shout out to them. <laughs> they had an ad, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'd do that. Mm-hmm. It was the one called My Blue. It was yeah. like a vape. Yeah, it's like but it was to, like a cooling feature. Or right, like that. right. Mm-hmm. It's like go to myblue.com. I'm thinking like I just wouldn't want to promote. Like me personally, if it was a beer, mm-hmm. I could promote that because I drink here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of the drink responsibly type of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, have a few beers, you know, but I'm not the guy that's a drunk. 
mm-hmm. you know, and and Keith doesn't drink. So if we do that ad, it would have to be me saying it because it would just it'd be kind of disingenuous for Keith to yeah. hop on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's a bag behind it, uh, send it this way. <laughs> it's a I, might, bag. I might be a drinker if it's a bag behind I it. I heard that. Keith be like, I'll be getting fucked up every night. <laughs> Try Bud Light, Natural Light, and Coors Light. Use this use the discount code Trucker69 for 50% discount on Coors Light. <laughs> Remember you used to drink them uh Bud Light Platinum? Bro, they used to fuck me up. <laughs> that used to- I, I had a I had a come to Jesus moment one day and I was like, Yeah, I gotta stop drinking these. This gotta stop. <laughs> Used to knock the mugs back, boy. But it was, they was what I would do was put them in the freezer for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I take them out, and it was just the bite on it was just oh man, it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. You drink, I would get buzzed off too because I wasn't no big drinker. Mm-hmm. I take two of them, get a little buzz, and like go to sleep. <laughs> you know, now I got beer, but it's been in my refrigerator for a while because I don't really drink like that. When the last time you had a Bud Light Platinum? Oh man, years, years. No, false. I had one um, about a little over a few months ago. Mm-hmm. After my dad passed, I went to a family reunion and mm-hmm. I had a Bud Platinum over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the last time I had it. Oh, and here's another statistic at the end: um, kids aren't just experimenting with e-cigarettes. Many are many are using these products most days or every day. A sure sign they're becoming addicted. Over forty six percent of high school e-cigarette users are vaping in at least twenty days a month, and thirty percent are daily users. In total, seven hundred thousand middle and high school students are vaping every day. Goddamn, middle school. My bad. Um, uh, flavored products are driving this epidemic. In fact, 85% of youth e-cigarette users use flavored products. In the past few years, kids have shifted dramatically to disposable and menthol e-cigarettes. Two categories of products that were left on the market under current federal restrictions. These shifts uh, show that only the only way to use only way to end this crisis is to eliminate all flavored e-cigarettes. People are still gonna find a way to get that shit. I w- they didn't really say. If there's an increase in number, you know, they mm. just said that, you know, 75% of kids are using these, you know, e-cigarettes, flavor cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would just be curious to know if there's an increase in, you know, kids using, teenagers using um, cigarettes because of the e-flavor. Because you know what they, they, they you could kind of manipulate statistics a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And make it seem as though something is more popular than it really is. Yes. I mean, but it's kind of for me. It's it's selective morality because they ain't taking these cheeseburgers away. Mm-hmm. Cheeseburgers killing motherfuckers every day. You ain't hitting up Carl's Jr., McDonald's, Wendy's. You ain't hitting up none of them. Yeah, I ain't take the flavor out of the cheeseburger. The only thing they have done, okay, let me. I stand corrected. The only thing they have done is take away the super size from McDonald's. Yeah, that shit was ridiculous. I don't know. Do you remember the super size? Mm-hmm. God damn, like. The super size from McDonald's is like, I'm, I'm a big guy. I can knock down a full size, but I might get incapacitated, bro. That's how much fucking fries is in that shit. A large will have me like on, on tilt. Like, I'd yeah. be, be full. So but I that, can imagine. Super that super size is like two larges. Mm-hmm. And it came in this big old fucking, like a big old fry sack. And mm-hmm. it always had those um, Monopoly pull-offs on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, these these motherfuckers is really, mm-hmm. they really doing it over here. Yeah. But they also used to sell what was called a bucket of fries. You remember that? Mm-mm. It would be like a cup, mm-hmm. but it'd be like a little bigger cup, and it would have a bunch of fries in it. At McDonald's? McDonald's used to sell, they called it a they called it a bucket of bucket fries. Bucket of fries. That's probably what's fire. Yeah, man. The, the thing about it, like, it's some fat-ass people out there that would just, like, just get to supersize me. Mm-hmm. But then it was, like, also could be... Uh, Used as like a family meal, mm. like you know, like I know I know for sure like my mom might back in the day she might buy like 
a Big Mac and then slice it in half, and then like you get this half, you get this half, and y'all bust the fries down. Man, I never spit a I ain't never spit a, a Big Mac down the middle with nobody. Really? Hell no. Nah. Me too big for that. Yeah, huh? I didn't. I knocked Big Macs down. <laughs> I be eating Big Macs from the back. <laughs> what? The? Like God, oh, this lettuce. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> All the fucking, all that Thousand Island shooting out the other side and shit. Yeah. I'll be doing foreplay like a motherfucker with that Big Mac. Oh, that's oh, crazy. Man. You take a little bit of that, that grease and just and play with yourself. <laughs> Remember, what did you Switch say? around in your belly button. Yo, what did you say that day that I think he was in L.A. and you seen a homeless dude and this nigga was sweating? <laughs> he was using his sweat to jack off on the sidewalk. When I was working on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, we used to have to go to, uh, so this, there's a CBS studio where the actual show is like the live show takes place. That's where mm-hmm. they do American Idol and a bunch of like a bunch of different like uh, like live TV shows like that, right. the contest type of TV shows. Uh-huh. And then there was a dance studio, which was like maybe like 10, 15 minutes away um, that we would take the, you know, we would drive over and take the kids. And, you know, it would be the parents and, you know, sometimes we would... Um, the PAs that I was a PA, you would have to drive over there and stuff, mm-hmm. and it would always be like weird stuff in the thing, whether it was like doo doo splattered everywhere or Fuck. pee and stuff like that. But one day, I pulled up and there, and everybody was kind of like acting weird, like you know, just like not really like making eye contact and just kind of whispering and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they just somebody might have like gave me a little head nod, and I was like, dude, and I just it. looked over in the distance, and it was a white man just jacking off. Using his sweat as lube. And that nigga was just using this like sweat. He like, nigga was doing a summertime jack. <laughs> Crazy, yo. That's wild. I man. remember I was making a left hand turn on um on Stein, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know how California turns into Stein. Mm-hmm. And I made that left. And some dude was literally standing on the corner by the bus stop with mm-hmm. his dick out, just peeing. <laughs> he just standing out there peeing. And I'm like, you know what? These people are not from Bakersfield. These homeless. Our homeless don't act like this. This is just immoral. Like, Where they from? Get motherfuckers from L.A. for sure. Yeah. Because the, the L.A. homeless, bro, that shit is like third world country shit, bro. Yeah. When me and Keith went out on a, uh, out there for a comedy show for Andrew Schultz at the Orpheum Theater, beforehand we went to go get some you know some uh, some plain hats for the merch, mm-hmm. and uh, we seen a dude sleep in a box. And his feet was black, like <laughs> it looked like oil was on his feet. Yeah, but he was his pants was pulled down, the naked ass was no, out, crack was out. It was fucking crazy. And mm-hmm. then it was a big old piece of shit with uh, in between two pieces of Wonder Bread. <laughs> it was a doo doo sandwich. When you said, "Oh, that nigga, that's a doo doo sandwich," <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Keith, you funny." <laughs> and then I looked, and it was a Dookie sandwich. It was a big old piece of shit inside of a bread. I ain't never seen those. Like I don't know if the dude wiped his ass with the bread. But it was a big ass turd in between the fucking wheat, the white bread, and it was in front of the police department. Yo, look here, bro. I'm gonna say this. I feel sorry for those cap, those cops. Here's why: when we was walking by there, it was a cop arguing with a homeless dude, saying, "No, we're not gonna arrest you. Just leave." He's like, "Take me to jail. Take me to jail." And the cop was like, "Oh my fucking god." Yeah. Because the homeless dude is probably one of the places to lay down. Man, you know, but the cop was like, "What a the decent, fuck, man?" A decent meal or something like that. Yeah, the homeless problem is so wild that they are literally homeless, and it was somebody else taking a shit. Like we was walking down the street, and it mm-hmm. smells like it's this pungent smell, like mm-hmm. urine and shit. Yeah, and like I don't know what else, just unclean bodies, yo. Yeah, yeah. Skid Row in L.A. ain't no joke. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and ain't nothing they can do about it. Nah, mm-hmm. not at all, man. Mm-hmm. And and the gentrification is kind of <laughs> hilarious. 
because you you'll be seeing people shitting on the sidewalk, and you keep going down that street about two and a half miles. All of a sudden, you see Starbucks, yeah, and you see movie theaters, and you see all of that, and you don't mm-hmm. see as many homeless in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's all by design. Mm-hmm. They they need to keep the homeless over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which but, is crazy. It's just like it's literally, you know, walking distance. Yeah, you know, and you see in these luxury apartments and stuff like that. People walking their poodles down the street and picking up the dog doo doo and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the date that it's going to be banned, the uh, cigarettes, uh, <coughs> the menthols and shit, I think it's the 21st of this month. This month is the last month that they're going to be having these. Man. So it's like, yeah. I don't feel bad for motherfuckers that smoke. You shouldn't be smoking, man. You know? But who am I? I don't want to be the moral police here, but I mean, cigarettes don't help, you know? They they don't they don't help. So it's like anything that's not helping you be a better person. Mm-hmm. Eventually you gotta learn to get rid of that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's All a right. bad habit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, switching gears. Um Twitch. Um Twitch was let's see here. Twitch Steve, Steven Twitch boss uh left a left a least one clue as to what his struggles were leading up to suicide. Um it came all in a note alluding challenges he faced in the past, teams he has learned. Law enforcement sources tell us Twitch note left at the scene of his suicide was an ambiguous reference to his past challenges. It's unclear exactly what he was referring to in the note. We're told investigators have determined Twitch took an Uber from his home to the motel less than a mile from his home Monday morning and switched his phone to airplane mode so no one could reach or track him. Um, TMZ broke the story. Uh, His wife, Allison Holker, uh, was frantic and showed up at LAPD location um, saying Twitch has left home without notice and wasn't answering her calls. As was the first report, it was a motel staffer who discovered the popular DJ and host Tuesday inside his room, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, in, in, in addressing her husband's death, Allison said Stephen lit up every room he stepped into. He valued family, friends, and community above all else and, lear- and leaning uh, with love and light was every everything to him Mm -hmm. um let me say this bro um what we have to stop doing is looking at people's life and like deciding that they're um that they're whole you know we we have to stop looking at people's life and look and saying like oh man they got no problems like this dude was a popular dj he's a handsome guy he was married he had a beautiful family and he took his life so what does it all mean we shouldn't be making any assumptions of what the fuck is going on in people's lives Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people were mourning and sharing his stuff. And I think that's OK, especially if somebody you care about, you mourn them. Like when Kobe passed, I was sharing some stuff about Kobe and that, I cried. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kobe went to the NBA when I was in sixth grade, you know, and he retired in 2016, I believe. 2016. Yeah. So all of my adult life, he was in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I cried when he retired and he got 60 points and I cried when he died, when he died. Mm hmm. So it does, you, you do feel it. But what I would like, what I would, what I would say people need to do is you can share a celebrity's, you know, situation, but your uncle, aunts, cousins, friends probably are on the brink of killing themselves and you haven't called them in like two months. Mm-hmm. Like the in, we got to take care of the in-house stuff, man. <clears throat> there are some people that I've called numerous times and they've never called me back. And I'm like, fuck, I'm checking on you, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I got some texts and I got a few calls when my father passed away. But after that, everybody goes back to their regular life. I felt like I've fared well with the situation. 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I cry. Today I cried. You mm-hmm. know, um, I seen a video of um, Stefan Diggs giving a little boy um, some shoes. And his dad, had just, his dad has just died. Mm-hmm. And that shit had me crying because mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs' dad died too. Mm-hmm. So it's at any age, the death of a loved one is tough, you know? Yeah. But we have to stop, like, glamorizing um, people with these problems and not paying attention to what's in our own backyard. Because mm-hmm. you got somebody in your life right now that needs a call or a visit from you. So I think you need to you need to fix that. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, on that same show that I worked on, I think um, Twitch, I think he was a guest host on there, if I'm not mistaken. And he was a person that nobody had anything bad to say. Mm. Um, I would just say that when Jason Derulo was a host on there and people just hated him. Mm. They hated his guts. Jason Derulo. Derulo. Um, wow. <laughs> but he, but yeah, so it, he just, and you know, like he was a person that people just like, he did a lot of like uh, social media dancing and stuff with his wife and people just loved him. Like they didn't even know where he was from they didn't know that he did the dance show and all that they just loved him just because like the uh the the way he presented himself and his him and his wife the way they presented themselves online like people just looked up to him like he literally brought joy to people's lives just through his his dancing and stuff like that and um it's it's just crazy and i think you know you hit it right on the head it's you don't know we don't know anybody's situation and I don't even think that, you know, there's always these people like, you know, like people are always fronting on social media and, you know, it's like they always make it seem like it's all glitz and glamour. But behind the scenes, it's, it looks this way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really for anybody's um, it's not really anybody's job to just go in there and tell people that they're suicidal or they're battling right. depression. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> I just think the biggest thing is to, um, like you said, make sure you make sure you checking on people, man. And you excuse me, you just want to have a clear conscience when certain things happen. Because if you are that person that has, like, got four or five missed calls from, you know, your friend and they just been, you know, hitting you up and just trying to, you know, trying uh-huh. to vent, trying to express themselves to you, trying to catch up with you, and um, you're too busy or whatever the case may be, you don't have to live with that regret for the rest of your 100%. life. You know, when that person, you know, ends up taking their life. And that happened, that's happened so often, yeah. you know, especially in, in our community, a lot of times, like we don't, we don't really see the signs. Mm-mm. Like we just, we kind of think we just, we just take. Um, <clears throat> we're very dismissive sometimes. You know? Yeah. Like hey, you like you know, especially especially dealing with, and I don't know the the context today relationship, but I know a lot of people, um, you know, their girlfriends, their wives, or whatever, like really be pushing people over the edge. Like yeah, you could it could be the hardest person in a, you know like the hardest nigga from country boy crip in bakersfield but he 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 murder somebody he'll shoot out a police officer but the only person that can really get get him unraveled is his baby mom uh-huh. or you know if his baby mom's cheat on him that's the uh-huh. only thing that'll get him unraveled so it's just something about that dynamic and in, in, in relationships uh-huh. and not not even you ain't even got to be together but ex-baby or ex-girlfriends why you know ex-wives all these different things those are the ones that really get people in a bunch. So I just think in, in, in moments like that, at a certain point in time, you got you gotta get past it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't live in that, you know, that ex girlfriend, you know, for the rest of your life. But that first few weeks or whatever the case may be, sometimes you just gotta pick up the phone and let people vent, man. You know, so 
I don't know. I just I just think that communication is a big thing, and sometimes we got to listen for, you know, what's really listen for the unsaid, as they would say, you know, and and and, and really, really be there for our friends and family, and not not not. I guess I would say not let these people die in vain because it's like I don't know, and it, and it's weird too. I I don't I've never been <clears throat> in extremely close proximity to somebody that took their took their own life, but. I guess I would just wonder, like, what, like, what were some of those conversations that were being dismissed? What were some of those opportunities to, you know, really um, try to dive into a person's experience that may, may have been dismissed, and you know, you know, just like having to live, having to live with that. Yeah. Tough. Um, also, um, in response to Twitch passing. Um, recently, um, Master P had posted, you know, giving his condolences to Twitch, and his son went in. On, his son Romeo went in on him. Mm-hmm. He said, "Today was a boiling point. I seen a man avoid his own children's struggle with suicide and depression, but post another man whom passed the day that he doesn't even know. Y'all idols be lost. Better stop following the blind. Watch when it's revealed." Right? He was talking about his dad, Master P, and what I don't like about it is. I hate that that played out, but I feel like Romeo has never crossed his father publicly. He has always mm-hmm. been very, he spoke very highly of his dad. But I feel like Master P has been a little bit disingenuous with how he's responded. And he just was shitting on his son. Mm-hmm. And it ain't, it ain't right. I'll, I'll go to what Master P wrote about him. This is what he said about his own son, which to me was a red flag. This new, this new generation of kids need to stop blaming their parents for everything. How do you think they got uh, to where they are without their parents making sacrifices for them? Mental illness is real, and so many families are tragically affected by it, especially when there is added trauma like death of a loved one. Social media is not the place for healing, yet you keep coming here, uh, Master P. Um, Son, I love you. Stop trying to get people to feel sorry for you, and let's come up with a solution. You can come talk to your father and your in fa- your family like a man. You have kids too. No family is perfect, but together with God, we can heal and get through this. And I thought that that was fucking that was corny mm-hmm. to to keep on responding to it. And then his son responded in the comments. He said. This was my last straw, Pops. Stop trying to play the victim. I loved you so much that I followed you blindly for 30 plus years. You know we've talked behind closed doors. You aren't the man who you paint to be. And why it it is war because I refuse to follow your lead. You only want to protect your image, but the image isn't even real. And I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me, for me Pops. I'm truly a man of God. If you are really a man of God, then you will prevail in the end. Even when I share my truth, I've tried to keep things in-house. You've, you are addicted to social media and unfortunately use this app as therapy. 3K plus posts, and he put uh, like an I. Like, that's a lot of fucking posts. That is a lot. You know, and when the world find out about the finances outside of a gift or a car, I've never been paid for anything I've accomplished as Lil Romeo. Uncle C and Silk, no. Uh, you only pay outsiders rightfully so they'll speak good <clears throat> on your name. I'm at peace because I can now speak my truth and help others. Mom was right about your pride is everything. Damn. I just don't think that a son will come out and do that. And people say, well, well, you don't know what's going on. You shouldn't take his mm-hmm. side. Look here, dog. I'm looking at what's going on. Like mm-hmm. the, the way that you tried to slight your son, like this new generation. That's your fucking son. Mm-hmm. 
this new generation. <clears throat> you make your son sound like an entitled brat when in actuality he has never said anything negative about you ever. Mm-hmm. Literally never. For a person to come out and do this, they have been withholding shit for years. For Lil Romeo to sit up and act like them Munyadis look good oh my all them God. years and not say nothing, you gotta cut you gotta show him way more respect Man, than this generation. Master P's got some of the ugliest fucking shoes on the market. Mm-hmm. They call him Munyadi. Look here, man. I got the Munyadi, and I, I'm releasing them. And then basically, he was talking to Charlamagne like, I mean, I want to know if y'all really like it or not. And then uh, Charlamagne was like, eh. <laughs> and I thought that was cool that Charlamagne didn't like kiss his ass. Yeah. You know, and then DJ Envy started kind of like being like, oh, that's that's good level right there. That's good level. <laughs> that's like a good that's a good product right there. I already know. Like you, you got this shipped in. It's a good product. I see it. I see it. <laughs> Truth be told, those shoes are fucking ugly. <laughs> I think we need people around us to keep it honest, mm-hmm. because if you claim to love somebody or care about them, whatever, mm-hmm. don't let them walk around with these ugly fucking shoes. The Munyadis. He was wearing them in a the video when he talked about his son. Yeah. He's like, look here, man. I did everything for Romeo. And, you know, honestly, in in 30 plus years, you know, if you mad, it's because you ain't did what you needed to do to get where you needed to be as a man. But that's not my problem. It's like you you sound real condescending right now. Mm -hmm. When you talk like that about somebody that you love that has had the utmost respect about you, I'm believing that you are trying to uphold an image. And I, Mm -hmm. I. I started to look at Master P differently. Mm-hmm. Master P is a grandstander. He'll get on social media and be like, "Yo, y'all need to get y'all need to go in here and put your put your money where your mouth is if you want to get out there and be motivated and do this." And it's like, I, Diddy is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Diddy strikes me as a person that will donate money to a school or something like that. You know, try to give a motivational speech and then screw over an artist. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of nigga Diddy is. He'll give you a fucked up deal, but he'll be on social media talking about, you got to grind and hustle. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm getting tired of these guys. Like, And I'll be honest when I say this. I'm getting tired of the Fat Joes, Master P's, and the P. Diddy's. And they got this very ran through message. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, at some point, you're not even motivating people anymore. You're just saying, you're repeating, you're just oversaturating your platform with the same message. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, what's his name, E.T.? Um, Eric Thomas I love Eric Thomas mm-hmm. I love Eric Thomas I think he's a great Motivational speaker mm-hmm. Probably the best In the world mm-hmm. Right Besides him And like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. But I, I follow him But I don't really care What he has to say anymore Why is that Because it's so repetitive mm. Like at one point I was very motivated By it Because I wasn't Putting in the type of work That I needed to In my life But once I start Applying things I'm like I don't need to listen To Eric Thomas In order mm-hmm. to motivate myself mm-hmm. I'm self motivated mm-hmm. You know me and Keith, self-motivated guys, is why we do what we do, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't want to beat this over the head. Um, however, I will say uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> I just hate when family matters play out on, on social media. Yes. You know? I, just, I just wish that these things could get resolved behind closed doors and yeah, I, I don't know. Even you know, I, I've <laughs> I've had a situation personally where my cousin was putting screenshots on the internet and stuff. Oh like that. my god, that was so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it, it's like when I really looked at it, I was like, "Yo, this is embarrassing, this bro." Is weird. Like I was like, "I'm not even famous," and I'm just looking at this like, "Damn, like, this follow, would be 
follow my cousin Keith for game, but I'm about to unfollow him. <laughs> Mental illness ain't no joke, bro. Yeah, I, I could only imagine, you know, if I was in Lil' Romeo or uh, Masterpiece situation, like having this play out online, it's embarrassing on both mm-hmm. ends, you know what I mean? And I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily here to say who's right and who's wrong, but I just think that it's like the, the internet ain't going to do nothing but no. either talk bad about you or use it as entertainment. You know, this is there's a couple people that may use it as a learning lesson. Like, dang, mm-hmm. this is this is not good for for both of them. But for the most part, y'all just a trending topic where people could could just you know it's cooler talk. You know, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing that is um, not n- nothing. I can say nothing. Eddie can say can do anything to mm-hmm. aid or help that 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 family dynamic. So I don't understand what the social media thing is about. I think that I think that what triggered Romeo is the fact that he was posting that stuff. Mm-hmm. And as I don't know what Romeo's experience is, but it's like if you feel that your father did a bad job in dealing with his daughter, your sister, mm-hmm. and your sister ultimately took her life and mm-hmm. now he's posting, you know, somebody that died. It's like, "Hold on, motherfucker." Mm-hmm. I think we all reach a point in our lives where we hold our parents accountable. Mm-hmm. And we we like as as our mom or dad, we loved them, but as a human being, we like, "Hey man, you are fucking full of shit. Mm-hmm. You are full of shit. Mm-hmm. You got to remember your mom, dad, they're human beings. And sometimes they do things that are disingenuous. They do things that are fake. And I don't feel like there's a problem with telling them, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. So mm-hmm. my, my prayers go out to them and I hope they rectify this problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't, you don't downgrade your own kids. Mm-hmm. Just because you want to maintain your image, mm-hmm. and in fact, Joe was in the comments like 100. Man, I don't really give a fuck what Fat Joe says because Fat Joe, um, Fat Joe's homeboy, Big Pun, that passed away. Um, Big Pun was beating the fuck out of his wife. There is surveillance video of Big Pun slapping his wife across the room. Mind you, this is an overweight man that couldn't even wipe his own ass. Mm-hmm. His wife was wiping his ass, but he was slapping her across the room and he was beating her before he died, right? And Big Pun's son was like, man, fuck my dad. He was beating my mom. And Fat Joe was like, hey, yo, don't you ever disrespect your dad like that. He was a good man. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was beating the shit out of his wife. That's not right. That's not honorable. I, will, I don't give a fuck. Like me and Desmond, me and Keith's brother Desmond, we go way back, way back. But we have a code. If I'm doing anything that's out of pocket, Desmond will say something mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it never got to the point where, you know, we had to do that. But we hold each other accountable as men. That's real love. That's a real friendship. Don't look at your friend doing bad shit and be like, he was an honorable good man. Fuck him. You don't beat the shit out of a woman. And when you die, you just absolve the what you did. You made somebody's life a nightmare. That's not right, bro. It ain't right. And when it comes to beating women, that's something I'm not with because I feel like we're in a space where we should be protecting women. I don't want to come off like corny, but it's the truth. If you got a girl or your mom or your aunt or whatever, you walk those women outside to make sure they're safe. Mm-hmm. But for you to be knocking your wife upside the head, what kind of nigga are you? What kind of motherfucker are you doing that? That's not right. Not at all. So that's just the code. That's the code that I go by. Um, but yeah, man, there's that. Let's go ahead and switch gears. Mm-hmm. Switching gears, the rapper Gunna. <clears throat> Recently, Gunna got into some shit, and he was on the stand, and he was snitching. <laughs> People say, no, nah, he wasn't snitching. 
Well, I'm gonna play some audio. Hopefully, it's not chopped. You know, I wish we could like in like uh you know we have to find a way to like put the audio in the pod. Yeah. You know, but for now, I just want you guys to hear what's going on here. Okay. So, let's play this. That is high level snitching. I don't care what anyone says. Basically, people will say like, well, he technically didn't snitch. Yes, he did. He said, do you agree that YSL is a record label and a gang that commits crimes? Yes. Yes. Do you admit that uh, methamphetamine and guns um, and hydrocodone were in the car and they were not yours? Yes. That means it's fucking Jeffrey Williams, the young thug. Mm -hmm. You snitching. And I don't care about the whole snitching shit. I don't care. But I'm not from the streets. If you're from the streets and you are involved in any illegal shit in any capacity and you get up there on a stand and you literally, and at the end, that shit was OD where she said, uh, YSL is a violent gang and it must stop. Do you agree? And they said that, that was your statement, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm like, dude, that's fucking high level snitching. Have you ever pushed P? Yes, ma'am. That nigga pushing plea. <laughs> pushing plea. That's the name of the pod. That motherfucker. I'm pushing plea. Pushing plea. Pushing plea. I got to get off the Rico Charles. Pushing plea. Pushing plea. You plea bargain looking ass motherfucker. It's funny how these rappers will talk about this shit, but get on the stand and say, I got nothing to do with it. Stop. Stop idolizing these motherfuckers. I love hip hop, but a lot of it is a bad message. Mm-hmm. You got to learn what you can. You have to discern between what you're keeping and taking away. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I disregard it. I could listen to a gun a song and be like, oh, this shit go in. But I, but like you listen to it and be like, I get that. I get that hundred coding men in seven and nine. I get the with the Percocets and nine. Mm-hmm. I get the I beat the charge and then I, it's like this is fucking poison. Mm-hmm. It's poison. Like this whole um, I seen. Um, you sound like Bell Bib DeVoe. Oh God! It's all poison, 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 po- poison, poison. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, what was that? Was that was that the same song? I I want it. Uh, Is that different? Poison. That's uh. No, that's different. You, uh, uh. I, I, I can't think of the song. Yeah. That uh, is hard for me to find. Can't get it out of my head. Kiss her, kiss her lover. 
That girl is poison. Yeah. That was some good music, man. 90s. Yeah. Yeah, but these motherfuckers, man, don't like it's annoying how it's wild how Juice World died of an overdose, but he he had a joint album with Juice World called World on Drugs. Mm-hmm. World on drugs. Then he admitted, like, You're talking about future, future, yeah, yeah. He had a, he had an album called War on Drug, um, World on Drugs mm-hmm. with Juice World. But then he also admitted that he don't even be doing drugs like that at all. Mm-hmm. So he's making drugs sound sexy. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. You ain't no different than uh, menthols, right? You ain't no different than big tobacco. Mm-hmm. You selling death and fucking. It's no different than uh, NBA Young Boy and fucking. What's that dude's name uh, that just got out of prison? He was he's locked up for a while, but I guess he he took a charge for his homie or something. Um, Bobby Smurda. Bobby Smurda. Bro, he trash. I've been trying to look at his music. I'm like, this none of this shit is good. <laughs> bow, bow, I'm a t- bow, 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 bow. It's just sound effects. <laughs> shit is terrible. I think we need to stop championing the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. The wrong shit. Mm-hmm. We do this every day in society. Mm-hmm. People be like, I got so fucked up last night, I was hella drunk. I mean, that's not a accomplishment. Yeah. How about you shut the fuck up about that? That's not, you're not bettering yourself. Yeah, people, uh, sometimes people will come to me with like drunk stories and I'll be like. I don't relate. I'm not an alcoholic. Cool. That's cool. You know, I'm, and then people will be, people will trip on you and be like, why don't you drink, bro? Why don't, you, you've questioned me because I don't drink Poison. Poison. Poison, 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 poison. 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 Yeah, man. But me, I have an occasional drink here and there, but people people will be like like really like, I can't believe you don't drink. And it's like, I don't, but I'm a truck driver. You know, I've taken random drug tests, but a part of my drug test is blood alcohol. So let's say a Sunday night, I'm drinking beer, watching football, I'm fucked up. I go to work the next day, and they say, hey, man, we actually got a random drug test. Now, I don't do drugs, but when they test your blood alcohol, you could get suspended, brother. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, well, you, you, didn't, pass your, you didn't pass your drug test because your al- blood alcohol too high. Mm-hmm. So this shit ain't no game, bro. I will I'll get bro, if my if they tested me on the side of the road, <clears throat> did you know, especially when you have a hazmat endorsement, mm-hmm. the fucking CHP will put cuss on you and take you to jail, homie. You driving a bomb. Yeah, this shit ain't no motherfucking game. Yeah. Yeah, man. Gang, 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 gang. Yeah. It's <laughs> just it's just I mean, it's not. I I don't get it personally, you know. I think that, that I mean we all have our vices, but you know. There's some that was that that is just like it. De- it doesn't. Uh, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah, you know, why somebody would just put poison in their body. Yeah, you know, Gunna is free and and people like he snitch. I don't like that whole snitching culture or whatever. The only problem, only time I'd have an issue with it is if you are involving yourself with crimes. First of all, you are fucking moron if the police could arrest you in any capacity. You being rich should make you even more. It should make you even more, um, what do you call it, hidden. Mm-hmm. Being rich should make you even more untouchable. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, me and Keith, if me and Keith got $30 million, we'd be doing the podcast, and you guys probably wouldn't even know that we had $30 million. Mm-hmm. 
you would just see Keith somewhere, you know, with his regular shirt on, probably driving like a newer Jeep or some shit. <laughs> and he's worth thirty million dollars and you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm on, I wouldn't say that. I'm not gonna say that. I would say that I, I it wouldn't be much different, but in terms of like the look of it, I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. I be want I be wanting some stuff sometimes. Yeah, that's like, true. Man, that car look nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go over Key's house. He's ran, he randomly has like an orangutan. <laughs> like yeah, what the I might fuck? Have a, I might have a like tiger in my backyard. This nigga got Jumanji in his house. Yeah, and not tiger, not like a tiger, but like Tiger. Like like what? Rack City, Rack Rack City. He just gonna be in my backyard. Like oh uh, oh no, you don't want him there. <laughs> He's like where the, where the kids at, man? <laughs> where the, where the young girls at, man? This ain't no party unless a fifteen year old is in here. Chill out, bro. I can't let Ty off the hook for fucking a minor. <laughs> I'm in love with a minor. She rocking, she rolling, she rolling. She climbing that pole and damn. <laughs> I used to crack a joke on one of the homies because he was uh like he was like 19. Mm-hmm. And this girl that he was like talking to was like 17. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, I was like, you gonna talk to her? And I used to be like, I'm in love with a minor. <laughs> Got the body like a miner. <laughs> Puerto Rican brown when I see you, girl. Oh, man. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, but there's that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these rappers, man, they're full of fucking shit. And mm-hmm. whenever they go to, whenever they, they, they can say all this shit, and I've heard multiple rappers. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'll say, too. And, and I don't want to be insensitive, but a lot of rappers that end up getting shot or whatever the case I just feel like the energy that you're on, you're pu- like your maturity will only allow you in so many places. Mm-hmm. And when you are a low dwelling person, you will end up somewhere you shouldn't be around enemies because that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And you end up getting shot, or your friend gets shot, or your family gets shot. Like, bro, me and Keith are like oblivious. Mm-hmm. We're I, we we do things like Keith is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm a truck driver. We handle our business during the week. <clears throat> we meet up and do these podcasts. Mm-hmm. But Keith ain't never been like, man, these girls are stressing me out or this and that. He ain't never had that problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because we're in we're we're intelligent or man enough to like not be involved in bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't completely avoid female trauma. I mean, drama, because it happens mm-hmm. in, in doses. But with me, if a girl is, like, doing too much, I'll be like, hey, look here. You know, I think you're cool, but I don't know if we should talk or hang out anymore. I'm just, I'm still very respectful. Mm-hmm. Some dudes got drama drama with girls. Yeah. They'll be like, man, I'm just trying to smash. Like, just leave my house. <laughs> it's like, even if you're just fucking this girl, can you be a little <laughs> more respectful? <laughs> You know what I mean? You don't have to disrespect women. Yeah. They know what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just going on a tangent. I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like, I feel a few ways about this whole Gunner situation. I, I don't know. I don't listen to enough Gunner music to really know him as a as like a, as a person or a personality. So in terms, snitching is, to me, snitching is uh, restricted to like street rappers or street level, yeah. street level artists. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm just saying I don't know. I don't listen to his his music like that. I, I heard do. it. I do. I heard his his, his last album, but it, it's it's not something that I you know it's like heavy in my rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like um, that, it, and even even coining somebody as a snitch, it it, it kind of insinuates like I, that I care about street culture. You know what yeah. I mean? So. For me, it's like snitching or not, like, you know, whatever. But as far as like an entertainment thing, like, it's being like gossip, like, 
you know, if I'm hitting a group chat, like, oh, snap, like this is this is for sure. Like, I, I'm very curious to see how this plays out because this is a gunner's done. This is the thing. Like, and and it's funny because we're gonna see if if people keep the same energy, right? Mm-hmm. Because when Takashi six nine told on the whole Treyway, mm-hmm. you know, tr- everybody in New York, mm-hmm. people was like, oh, like calling him a rat. You know, uh, everybody from Nipsey to Snoop Dogg to it, pretty much anybody, you know, uh, making making uh, fun of him in terms of like him being a snitch and wanting to stay far away from that. But we going to see what it looked like when, you know, more and more information come out about this case. And Young Thug actually, you know, if he does go down for this whole Rico thing, are people going to have the same energy towards Gunna? You know, especially, you know, there's a there's a cultural thing, a mm-hmm. cultural discrepancy in terms of Takashi being Mexican and, and Gunna being black. And we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if people is going to um, do the same diss records, throw lines at him in the songs like they did Takashi 69. I'll say this. I think they're done, honestly. And I think a lot of these artists play around too much with dangerous narratives. There's a song with uh, Meek Mill and I think Drake. It's called Rico. So I'm going to get hit with the Rico. Like to even say like like Rico, you get caught with a Rico. Why would you even play with those narratives? Yeah. Like you guys are artists. Mm-hmm. You're not street guys, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I think you got to leave that street shit alone. Mm-hmm. The thing about it that's annoying to me is like I don't be feeling bad for them, bro, because if you are involved in any crimes in any capacity and you are a successful artist, you're a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. That's counterproductive to success. Mm-hmm. Going to jail is not going to help you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Gun is done. I think that especially as a black artist and a dude that you know you know made a lot of street references and whatnot. Um, he's not going to be having as many collaborations on his albums. If he does, they're going to be collaborations from like, you know, um, pop star artists, like big ones. Mm. Like, uh, what's her face? Um, fuck. This is like pop artists. Not not like, uh, oh my God. What's the one that did that song with the baby? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. It'll be. Dua Lipa. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like artists like that that he'll do, mm-hmm. he'll body he'll probably be able to do a song with maybe French Montana not probably not even him French what about Jack Harlow <sighs> Nah I don't know I don't know I don't mm-hmm. know if Jack will do it or not I don't mm-hmm. know but yeah these, these artists got to cut this bullshit out man just be a fucking artist Yeah you can I mean I think I think you know what I think it's like uh com- <clears throat> excuse me it's like comedians and cussing right right like sometimes a cuss word is a joke. And I think sometimes, like, with artists, they think that they can't make good music without that type of content, without shooting somebody, without sipping lean, without, you know, selling drugs and all that kind of stuff. So I think that um, I, I, I I dream of a day when, uh, when, when that's not the narrative in the music, you know, where we're preaching a more, uh, it's a more positive message, you know. It's just crazy that a guy like Jay Lee, Jay, Jay Lee, a guy like Jay Z can come from the same spaces. A guy like Nas can come from those same spaces, but the the point of view is completely different. If that makes sense. Like, you know, Nas is not glorifying selling drugs. Like he he preaching uh, black empowerment. You know what I mean? He, he preaching like I did this, but this is a new wave. You know, I sold drugs, but now I'm in, investing into you know, Bev, uh, Bevel, I'm investing into, you know, different. Afrotech. Yeah, exactly. I'm investing in the start, startups and stuff like that. But. Yep. 
All right, man. I don't know how much we got to say about this. <clears throat> Beat this one over the head. Let's let's wrap it up. Where we at, brother? Push and plea. It's uh, 51 minutes. Okay, let's wrap it up with this one. Um, Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, recently, uh, switching gears. First of all, uh, Meg Thee Stallion uh, was caught in a lie. Um, when she did an interview with um, Gail King, they, she asked, was there ever a type of relationship, like a sexual relationship, and Meg, Meg denied it. And here's an article. Um, well, it looks like some of the details that were previously unknown about uh, around noon, first of all, let's, let's keep it a book. Somebody put keep it a book. Mean, I don't know if I like that part. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Keep it a book. You mean a book? Megan the Stallion lied to all of us. This is not objective. Um, I'm gonna get out of this what I can. Um, she said in the interview with Gail King that she did not sleep with Tory Lanez. Even then, we knew it was a lie. No, we didn't. Um, however, um, we just figured that what she was going with. However, uh, in a legal sense, you can't lie. So readily, the courts will eat you up and charge you with perjury if you lie on the stand. Um, anyway, Megan the Stallion admitted in court that she slept with Tory Lanez. Uh, what's crazy is somebody has horrible, like horrible writing because they put was crazy instead of what's crazy. <laughs> wow. I got a fucked up article. Um, is it, is the Meg and her ex BFF Kelsey Nicole also slept with Tory, the baby and Ben Simmons also tossed it up. No respectability politics here, but you see where this is going. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to discern between what you want to keep with this article. But I, what I do know is she did lie about the sexual relationship between her and Tori. And it also came out with Ben Simmons and the baby. Um, but that was not that was never that information never came out, though. What do you mean? In court, the only thing that was confirmed is that both of them slept with Tori Lanes. And then the baby on DJ Academics podcast said that he slept with her. Yeah, but it was mentioned the other day when I was listening to um, DJ Academics. The girl said Kelsey also mentioned that we were sleeping with Ben Simmons. And so her friend Kelsey admitted that. Not in court, though. That might have been a rumor that was floating around, but that didn't, they didn't say that in court. Because she, yeah. she said there was somebody else that we had a mutual relationship with, uh-huh. but she didn't say a name. Okay. What, what I'll say is this. What I'll say is, you know, she made the stallion was embarrassed for her boyfriend and she had mentioned, like, you know, this is embarrassing for my relationship and humiliating to my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I hate to say this, but I kind of got to blame her boyfriend a little bit. And people would be like, man, what do you mean? He didn't do nothing wrong. I think as men, we have to be smarter about the women we deal with. And when we see things, we don't need to ignore them. When we see behaviors of women, we need to understand that those behaviors are attached to certain things. And I'll be honest. From my experience, most women that shaking their ass and twerking and their titties out and their ass out all the time, they're fucking. That's <laughs> that's from my experience. They're fucking. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not the same women. That's just the truth. And it is a lot of. And here's what I where where um where I have kind of a not a problem, but I have a question. There'll be women like, well, it doesn't matter who she slept with. She's just sexually empowered. Blah blah blah. Like you shouldn't be saying this or that, or you shouldn't be insecure. Don't label men insecure because they have an issue with you sleeping with a bunch of guys. You have standards of men. So he's allowed to have standards in women. That's just kind of how it goes. Mm -hmm. Also, if you can't even be honest about the niggas you fucking, that says a lot about you. If you can't even be honest about fucking Tory Lanez, because you probably feel that would implicate you. Personally, I would tell this dude to leave Meg Thee Stallion. Here's why. She put out there that she didn't sleep with dude. Right. She publicly lied and probably privately lied. Right. And now it comes out that she slept with him. 
it's hard to trust people once they, you know, they, you, they, they, they basically lie to you, and now it's public. What else are they lying about? That's the thing. I don't care if it's woman, man, whatever. I think Meg is allowed to do whatever she wants, but I think as men, it's our fault when we kind of see something and then we wait for us to get our hearts completely broken before we're like, oh, man, I'm embarrassed. You should have seen it, my brother, especially if you're in your 30s. You should have enough experience with women where you can see their basically their their behaviors or their tendencies. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know what type of people a person is. Mm-hmm. Not like you're pigeonholing them or you know everything about them, but like Meg Thee Stallion is the same woman that was on the couch with G Easy on social media, tongue kissing him, licking him all in the face mm-hmm. on the couch. And then when they said, "So what's up with you and G Easy?" she was like, "Oh no, he's just a friend." Friends don't lick each other in the mouth. That friend blowing your back out. And Jeezy was fucking her. And I mean, that's fine. They're both consenting adults. But may be getting caught up in lies, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's just unnecessary lies. It's like, come on, man. Like, me personally, what I'm not going to say is she lying about getting shot or whatever. But I can't take a side. There's still evidence being brought. But I'm not that invested. But what's weird is her bodyguard went missing recently. Yeah. And he was supposed to be found. He was supposed to be on the stand, mm-hmm. but he just went missing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, yo, this is weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 that. Uh, you ever see like a movie where, um, you know, it might be like a mafia type movie, and somebody that was supposed to take the stand mm-hmm. get killed or something like that. Yeah, that, that's kind of what what this kind of feels like. So for somebody to go missing, that was a. a a bodyguard like you know is actually a person that works yeah. in cahoots <clears throat> in cahoots with other celebrities and stuff mm-hmm. like that that just sounds pretty he is, that's a super random he said that uh tory lanes came to him and apologized for shooting megan mm-hmm. so it's like if you're gonna say that you can't go on the stand and say it, you just end up missing something going on something man. going on bro yeah. i don't know what of- i don't know what's going on i'm not an expert yeah. on this but this is fishy yeah, this whole case is just like it's so wild. And what I imagine is going to happen is Tory Lanez is going to get off because there's just not enough evidence to support that to support that he did it outside of Meg the Stallion saying that he mm-hmm. shot me. Um, so I would imagine sometime next week or by our next podcast, it's probably going to be Tory Lanez as yeah, you know, as a free man. And uh, yeah, and I think that with Meg the Stallion, I I, I I don't understand going on Gail King only to lie. Yeah. When you know that there's going to be a, a, a case ensuing. Yeah. That just doesn't really make sense to me because you know in four or five months or I don't know how however many months later, you got to sit in front of a judge and, and a panel and a jury and, you know, and lawyers and stuff like that. And they're going to get the truth out of you or are you going to jail for lying? So yeah. I just I, I don't understand the the whole <clears throat> the whole thing. I don't understand your friend getting up there and saying that she lied about everything prior to getting on the stand. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot of like yeah. It's just a messy case. Yeah. And um, that like I said before, like I don't take nothing from these situations. These are not no. learning situations. This is all entertainment, and yeah. this is all. And if anything, I would say like I don't know. I think. I don't know if there's there's a lesson in there for like younger women or something like that, but I think the biggest thing before coming across any sort of like fame and notoriety is you really gotta 
you really got to know yourself. I think it's thank a, it's you. A, Great I, point. I, I feel like I've been blessed to not be a celebrity at 20 years old, 21 years old. Like just because I've lived so much life, I've learned so much prior to really, you know, coming across money to where like when you get into these situations, I'm not in awe by none of these niggas. I'm not in awe by none of these women. No. This is just like I'm here to to create the best content, Thank to create you. the best art. Yes. And that's all it's about. But mm-hmm. I think that a lot of these younger people, they're so impressionable. Like even in the, the situation, like everybody takes a bit of ownership in this situation. Like Tory Lanez is not absolved. Even if he, he may not have shot her. But Tory Lanez is not absolved from this situation because oh, he was in the he situation was being so messy. Mm-hmm. Like one, you sleeping with the you sleeping with the friend Kelsey first. Yep. Then you start knocking down her best friend, who was Meg Thee Stallion, and then you go to a party in which you were invited to the party by Meg. Thee Stallion. It's not even I don't, they kept saying it wasn't a party. A little six eight person get get together at somebody's house at uh, Kylie Jenner house. Kylie Jenner. You go there and then you flirting with the Kylie Jenner. So you knocking down two women at the party, and then you flirting with the other girl at the party, and then, you know, however things play out, eventually y'all all end up in the car, and then you admit to the friend that you you knocking down Meg the exactly. Stallion. It's just like it's just a it's just a messy situation. It, yeah. It's something that like. When Tory Lanez, I, I just feel like you're too old to be like caught up in that type of situation. Yeah, you're a messy motherfucker, and I think that's where you got to hold men accountable. If you, I, it, the thing about it is, you got to have enough like a moral code that like if you fucking one girl, you're not trying to fuck a friend too, and her cousin, and the people in the circle. Like, don't do that because mm-hmm. now you created an issue for yourself. And also, yo, this is for women or younger women. You fucking all these dudes that don't value you at all. Mm-hmm. They about to fuck your best friend or somebody else, and these are the dudes that you giving the pussy up to. It's your body. You could do what you want. But trust me, if you knew how vile these men were, you wouldn't fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, if especially if I have a daughter, I want her to understand that. Mm-hmm. I want her to understand that, you know, this whole idea of sexual liberation. How is it liberate? First of all, they talk about sexual liberation like it's just an amazing thing for women. Now, this might be subjective. However, right, you act like men are suppressing your sexual appetite. We want you to give the pussy up. Mm-hmm. We want you to fuck us. We want you to do that. So you're not fighting against patriarchy by fucking all of us. You're giving us what we want. So that's the thing, man. I think that Megan was messy as fuck, and so was Tori. And I think that all the men involved, even Megan's boyfriend, you got to be more responsible. You know, you have to be able to discern between if the woman that you're in a relationship with, if she has the tendency to be fucking a bunch of dudes. No, it's. I don't understand why he's embarrassed. He might be embarrassed only because it's like this is the court case. Right. But he can't be embarrassed about the type of like the, the rumors going around. Yeah. Because like you you kind of know. Like if you yeah. just watch her Instagram, you see G Easy up, you know, on the thing kissing yeah, her. Yeah, kissing her, licking her you, face. You hearing these rumors, you hearing people saying her name and songs, you hearing all these things like you you go into the relationship knowing that's probably why you like her. You know right. what I mean? But you probably just actually liked her enough to be her boyfriend or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they talk about, like, I think I think we live in a time where um, women say they're getting slut-shamed and this or that. It's like, I don't think, I don't think, if, I don't think you should go as far as slut-shaming women. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you being called a slut, like, you like, wanna, you want to be a slut. Mm-hmm. That's not an empowering thing. Mm-hmm. Is that empowering, Keith? Nah, you can't put no positive pin on slut. Nah, it's like, mm-hmm. you're slut-shaming. It's like, 
Why do you want to be a slut? Like it's like a man saying this is some player shit. And you think you're being a player, but let me be clear. You know how many STDs out there? You got to learn how to – you could get some pussy, but you got to control your dick because you're going to mess with one of these girls that give you an STD. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people that got burnt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you can't – and the thing about it is the woman that was burning, you wouldn't be able to tell. Like, they be pretty and shit, mm-hmm. super fine, and they giving motherfuckers gonorrhea. Yeah. And, and then uh, I had a homie tell me, like, man, I didn't know. I thought she was clean. I'm thinking, you like – How do you think somebody is clean? That's just stupidity. That's mm-hmm. men. That's a lack of that's a lack of accountability by men. Mm-hmm. You're you having condomless sex with a woman because she letting you do it, but you a moron for that. Mm-hmm. You digging a hole for yourself, man. Yeah, we have to be smarter as men. And and yeah. b- mind you, do not let women uh, put that insecure label on you, because mm-hmm. like if 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 you know they got a past, she be like, yeah. And I don't mind a woman that has a little bit of a hoe face. I don't, because every we all go through something a little bit. But there's a respectable whole face. Like mm-hmm. a woman that when she was single, she may, might have fucked a few dudes, but she wasn't just giving her body to everybody. Mm-hmm. I think whole face make it worse when they fucking niggas you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God damn, you fucked him? <laughs> like who am what kind who am I dealing with as a like who who is my girlfriend? Who is my wife? Mm-hmm. You fucked him? Mm-hmm. Like who are you? This dude is probably he might be retarded and you fucked him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I gotta stop saying that word. That's not right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that makes it worse. That that that's the the whole industry thing is kind of <clears throat> interesting to me because it's a video of uh like Tory Lanez pressing. Remember he was pressing uh, Travis Scott. Oh really? Yeah, it's a video. I don't know. There was like backstage at a concert or something like that, and he was trying to like he was trying to fight Travis Scott or something like that. I just opened up Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just opened it up just to. Just to see what the algorithm would say. Like, just sometimes you open it and it's going off what you say. Mm-hmm. But Master P is showing off his new Munyatis. Mm-hmm. These ugly ass shoes. Nine minutes ago, his son, his son just said that he was addicted to social media, and he just posted. He's still posting that after they argue. Respect online. OG, Master P, <clears throat> Wells, everything. That's right. While they looking, give them something to see. You know what's sad? I noticed that people agree with everybody with the blue check mark. Mm-hmm. If they got a blue check mark, people they could do something completely wrong. It could be a man that'd be like, "Fuck all these hoes, they all bitches," mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, "That's right, OG, tell them." And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you calling women bitches and hoes? Mm-hmm. That's not okay, mm-hmm. right? But if somebody got a blue check mark, ain't nobody gonna question it. Mm-hmm. This is sad, man. This is yeah. following, just a blind following the blind. Mm-hmm. I won't. I will never. I never ever want to get that way, ever. Or I could just say some vile, stupid shit, and everybody just agrees with me. Nah. Oh, people. I think a lot of people are not. I don't know. I I think, at least from I could only speak for myself. I'm a person that like really is like into like uh, learning and developing myself, right? right? And there's some people that there's some people that are not really into learning and developing developing themselves. They're more so into like hearing themselves talk enough to where right. it sounds like it sounds legit. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't speak to like what type of research he does. So I can't, I can't necessarily say, but I do know he like, he speaks very uh, definitively about, you know, a lot of things. I like Gary, but he has a problem listening. Yeah, he's a terrible listener. He'd be like, <clears throat> so so how old are you? I'm 21, and basically, 21? You have so much fucking time? You have so much fucking time? Have you thought about garage sales? It's like, bro, 
let the person finish the thought. Mm-hmm. I love Gary, but he's a bad listener. Mm-hmm. Really bad. And every situation is not the same. He just give a one size meets all fucking, mm-hmm. you know, information. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's neither here nor there, man. Um, what I will also say about this too, man, is this is just a clusterfuck. This whole case is just trash. Mm-hmm. I think that men and women need to conduct themselves just a, with a little more class. I think that men shouldn't be messy out there fucking a woman and her friend and lying and and and, and a gun is involved. Like none of this shit should have happened. Mm-hmm. None of it. And then May kind of implicated herself. Not really, but she said, "I got shot, but my back was turned," so she didn't see who did it. Yeah, that's that to me is like God damn. Yeah, I bet you her lawyer was like, God damn it, Megan, will you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it's if that's the if that's the truth, then it would have came out in eventually. But I don't know. I she, the, the the truth of the matter is she got she had bullet fragments in her foot. Right. As far as who did it, that's that's really all the you know, the argument is about. And they yeah. they can't prove that Tory Lanez did it, then it's just gonna it's just it it looks like a, a waste of time. Yeah. Really. What I would what I would advise I won't say advise women to do but just women and men to think about is like Meg is supposed to be this like female empowerment figure like when she out there twerking whatever it's a lot of people that love Meg uh, but let me be very clear this same empowerment and all of this shit that she's putting out there um, she was fucking a nigga that was five three that shot her stop following these horrible examples <laughs> find a better woman to follow she's a clown the same way Tori is. And women is like, that's right, empowerment. No, she's stupid. She is an example of women that make fucked up choices, that choose terrible dudes, and and it's sad that it's like even Cardi B is is labeled like this female empowerment figure, but Offset done cheated on her like five six times. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how we will put people up on a pedestal, but they just they're just fucked up. I think that in a, in a time like this, like. Ideally, a person like Rhapsody, like her streams will go through dope. the roof. I think that would be fire. Yeah, Rhapsody's a dope female artist. <clears throat> that actually is dope. But here's the problem. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. But people like shock value. They like shocking things, twerking and drama and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same reason why the WNBA don't get no traction. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And people will say like, well, you know, if it was LeBron, they would have got her out earlier. Um, ladies, I'm sorry to say it, but you don't support the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you went to the fucking games instead of watching all these hip hop wives and all this other drama that you love to watch, because more men are supporting the WNBA than women, so that's a problem. Y'all, you guys are gonna have to step up when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and name players. Play like I know that the Las Vegas Aces just won the championship. Mm-hmm. How many? How many people really know that? It's a lot of men that don't watch it too, but it's more men that watch it. Yeah, a lot of women don't watch it. They don't WNBA. watch the WNBA. Yo, Kelsey Plum is is a, one of the best point guards in the league to me. Sabrina, I know school. She's really good. I know the history of the WNBA. I could just start name uh, Tina Thompson, um, freaking uh, Rebecca Lobo, Lisa Leslie, Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl, um, swoops. Cheryl fucking swoops. It goes on and on. Like there are so many historically great women that have played basketball, but. Them playing a sport, which is a positive thing, gets less traction than Meg Thee Stallion getting shot. Everybody want to know the scoop on this dumbass shit. She dating a dude five foot three that's shooting at her. What the fuck? The aces, the aces should draft Meg Thee Stallion. For what? She got a good shot. 
<laughs> she be she might be a nice shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a nice shooting guard. All right. Well, we'll just roll with that joke. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just think as women and men, we gotta hold ourselves accountable for the things we follow and we have to discern between what's bullshit and what's real. Mm-hmm. That you know, like we just talked about gunna. And it's a bunch of people doing Percocets and mm-hmm. all this shit because, you know, Gunna and Future make it sound sexy. But when they get up on the stand, they're like, uh, I didn't have YSL as a gang and I have nothing to do with it. Now you now you are literally disowning everything that you rapped about because you don't want to go to jail. Just a bunch of horrible examples, especially in hip hop. We got to fucking that's man. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I don't know how much of this I can talk about. Um the case will speak for itself. The prediction that, you know, Keith had is kind of like they're going to find out that she doesn't have enough evidence that he, she was shot by Tory. Yeah, you got you got to prove to however, I don't know how many people on the jury, but you got to prove to however many people on the jury that without a reasonable doubt that this is this is this is what happened. And just from the stuff that's been leaking so far and it's this case is probably going to be finished by the end of next week or sometime right. in the middle of next week. I would imagine Tory is gonna walk out free, and it's not. It's it's not gonna be like Tory didn't do it. It's gonna be yeah. like there wasn't enough evidence. It's a Bill to Cosby support. situation. Yeah, it's not enough evidence to support who who actually did it or OJ Simpson. You know what I mean? I think that as a man, if you are remotely have your name tied to shooting a woman, you're a piece of shit. That's the, that's what I'm with with the situation. It's yeah. a lot of people like. Uh, you know, like um, the Trey Song situations and a couple other people. It's like a lot of these people, they like to try to clear their names via social media, yeah. right? Yeah. And the the common theme with all of these these people is that they are in the situation. Yes. You know what I mean? You shouldn't that even be there. They're in the situation where they got to say like, oh, I didn't have sex with this woman or I didn't do this with this woman. But it's like y'all was at the same party. You know, y'all was probably texting back and forth. So, you know. Even Bill know. Clinton. Nigga mm-hmm. lied about getting hit. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, yeah. Miss Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Then you know, twenty two moments later, <laughs> indeed, I did have sexual relations with that woman. I did have sexual relations with that woman, but the head was the head was just okay. I mean, that head was so fire. I told Monica, like, if you want to write a book about it, that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad, man. She it, a verb now, huh? She's like a way to describe getting head. Like, oh, give me that Lewinsky. Uh, 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 <laughs> Any nigga that say that while getting head is uh, weird. <laughs> you know it'd be crazy? It'd be the top selling porn of all time if they had a video of Bill Clinton getting head. And it Dang. made it to like Pornhub or something. And it went viral. And it's just yeah. Monica Lewinsky just like. Hawk, 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 hawk. It's probably some wild sex tapes out there that got like pulled via you oh, know, yeah. just like the power of you know, higher, higher up people. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. That'd be like, it, but if you got power, you can make it go away. That's what I'm saying. Like Kevin Hart probably has somebody trying to like record him. You, you know, you see. Didn't it. that happen? I thought that, didn't his friend yeah, record? Yeah, she recorded audio, I think. Oh, it was just audio. And then, and then what I didn't like about uh, Ke- uh, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart was like, um, he blamed his circle, huh? Yeah, he was like, man, if I would have had my buddies there. It's like, your friends don't control your dick, motherfucker. You're married. That's the thing. Like, what people got, this is what I want in 2023. We got to start taking ownership of our decisions. 100%. Because what we like to do as human beings, and this, Meg Thee Stallion has done this, Kevin Hart has done this, yeah. a couple other people, they like to blame circumstances. They like to blame situations. They like to blame 
you know, people around them for the decisions that they made. You know, Kevin Hart, he talking about, you know, if he, he had his friends around him. Meg Thee Stallion is talking about trauma bonding and, you know, I share my body with this person because we went through the same experience and stuff like that. Just say, just say, you know, even cheaters, you know, people like I cheated because of my ego and all nah, this stuff. you just like, wanted some pussy. Yeah, it's Shut like the just fuck up. like this. This like if people started living in that space, yeah, I'd be like, dang, that's a real one. Like I've heard Charlemagne say it. Like I, I got love for Charlemagne, but he says I was cheating because it came from a place of ego and I was insecure. It's like shut the fuck up. You, you insecure? Want, you just wanted you some pussy. Sex with all these women? You just wanted some pussy, nigga. Like it's it's you know okay. I, you know the type of in in my world, insecurity leads to not getting no pussy. So yeah, I don't know. that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face. Hopefully, her bodyguard shows up, you know, because he's legit. I think he, I just hope he's alive somewhere, right? You right. know, because that just looks terrible. You know, no, I don't look good. Yeah, he's supposed to take the stand. This this just looked bad for Meg, but yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I got nothing else on this. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna lay down and I'm gonna get some get rest. Some rest. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the day off tomorrow at work because Eddie's not feeling good. Okay, Damn. work is overrated, bro. Well, I mean, you gotta we gotta work to make money, man. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank everybody, man, that tunes into the pod, man. And I yeah. hope you have an enjoyable work week. You know what I'm saying? And I hope we have something to do with your Monday morning. Yeah, right? and shout out to uh, Lionel Messi in the in the Argentina soccer team. They won the World oh, Cup. Oh yeah, they yeah, did. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. I think he got like four, four. Yeah, something yeah. crazy. Messi so, is a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, but yeah, um, there's nothing else. We'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. And we are out of here. Peace.